0: 19 years have passed and once again in silence the nation observes the day of remembrance. The Home Secretary Sir Samuel Hoare and his Under Secretary Mr Geoffrey Lloyd receive their Majesties on their arrival at the Clive Steps. And once again the Cenotaph is the central focus of the Empire's remembrance. Although a new king comes out to face the simple monument, the scene is the same as it always has been, but it has lost nothing in impressiveness with the passing of time. Once again the King's act of homage is the symbol of the homage of his people. The music fades away and remembrance is united in the common silence around the common memorial. But this year it isn't quite the same. The silence is marred by an incident. A man breaks through the guard of honor just on the left of the cenotaph and rushes towards the king. The police seize him and drag him away. We show this brief scene again, so that you can see the incident more clearly, just on the left of the senator. And while the nation remembers the million dead, it is well, too, that we should not forget those living, the men who, twenty years after, bear the scars of Europe's tragic mistakes. For them, there can be no compensation for the toll on their health and strength. A few moments after the silence, His Majesty the King walks along Whitehall to lay a second wreath at the foot of the memorial to Earl Hague, which was unveiled the day before. Then, for the nineteenth time, the great pilgrimage begins. Next is the nations of the world, the high levels of vision and achievement upon which the great war for democracy and right was fought and won. Although the stimulating memories of that happy time of triumph are forever marred and embittered for us by the shameful fact that when victory was won, won be it remembered, chiefly by the indomitable spirit, and unwedying sacrifices of our own impoverable soldier, we turned our backs upon our associates, refused to bear any responsible part in the administration of peace, of the firm and permanent, permanent establishment of the results of the war, one that so terrible cost of life and treasure,
3: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
1: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Vann. The 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, the guns went silent on the Western Front. Uh that was armistice. It was armistice Day for many, many years before it became Veterans Day here in the United States, still Armistice Day uh, overseas. You saw the um, clip, I think, from 1936 <clears throat> of the commemoration in, in London and then followed by a Woodrow Wilson's speech in 1923. It's Saturday, 11 November, the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Veterans Day, and this is the day we commemorate it. Um, we are packed today because a lot of breaking news throughout the world. On this new, um, should I call it modern holy war, that is uh, starting to engulf uh, the um, the globe. We're going to get to all that. We've got a packed show of veterans today to tell you about their experience, and we've got a co-host, a bunch of big announcements uh, from War Room about things we're doing with veterans, movies, um, the coffee line, all of that. But I got to start with Jack Pasovic. Jack, breaking news. I want to get to uh, the Arab League. Uh, in Riyadh. But first we got to talk about, um, w- when you have a modern holy war, it's always good to have uh, the Catholic church to be kind of a centerpiece of, uh, at least guidance. But today the, uh, fake Pope, uh, he removed a uh, Bishop Strickland in, in, uh, in Texas. i hear that correctly. In fact, the Associated Press, uh, Jack is telling us that he was forcibly removed. What does that mean?
3: Yeah, that's right, Steve. The, uh, And and by the way, Steve, I should say also, happy Veterans Day to you. A lot of people forget Stephen K. Bannon uh, served honorably our United States Navy and should always be honored as such. But... Uh, bishop Strickland, the most conservative bishop in the United States, the most pro-life bishop in the United States, the very bishop in the United States who led with us at the LA Dodgers when they honored the those Sisters of Satan, the Sisters of Perpetual Satanism out there yeah. at Dodger Stadium. Bishop Strickland led uh, that march with us, and thousands of Catholic, predominantly Catholic, but also Christian. Other denominations were there, fully ecumenical. Uh, We prayed rosaries in Latin outside of the L.A. Dodger Stadium. Bishop Strickland was removed today, forcibly removed by Pope Francis. Uh, We're told, actually, that that first— Bishop Strickland was asked to submit his resignation by Francis because right after he got back, and Steve, remember, we covered all this in real time, that when Bishop Strickland returned home to Tyler, Texas, his home parish, after the L.A. march— he was waited by, He was awaited by two investigators sent by the Vatican to yep. sit there to say, we're going to conduct an audit of your books, Bishop. Yep. We've got some discrepancies in the numbers, and we all know what comes after that. And so he comes home from the march in L.A., lands in Tyler, Texas. Uh, they, perform this, they do this perfunctory investigation. We all knew what the results would yep. be. The results were that Bishop Strickland, oh, he didn't, you know, they'll say he didn't file something properly, he didn't uh, write something. It's, it's ridiculous. So he was removed. This is the high. He was removed from his seat as the Bishop of Tyler, Texas. Now, he has not been defrocked the same way that we saw with, uh, with uh, Father Pavone. And it's a few other priests, so he does maintain. Uh, he does maintain his status as a bishop of the church. But what's happened is that he's been sacked in his position. He was asked to resign initially by the Apostolic uh, Nuncio, so that's the the Pope's, basically the Vatican's ambassador to the United States. Bishop Strickland refused yep. to resign and forced them to fire him, and that's what happened this morning.
1: Jack, hang on for one second. Jack's going to be with us. Jack is a naval officer, naval intelligence. We're going to get to Tasia Gill, a Navy SEAL, who's going to co-host uh, this morning. But I got, I've got Congressman Anna Polina Luna uh, en route uh, to uh, Veterans Day activities. Congressman, um, thank you so much. Tell us, what on Veterans Day, what, being a, what did the military do for you? How, how did it assist you in, in your path of growth?
4: Oh, my gosh. Well, let's start with leadership, of which we need a whole lot more of that in Washington. But I think one of the main things is, is you know, you work hard mission first. And for that and for me, it's the country. And so I've brought a lot of those skills to how I structure my office and also to what I'm doing from, I think, a policy perspective up in Washington. And we're very, very happy to have had that experience.
1: Well, and you're we need leadership more than ever. So so give us a, a snapshot of uh, of putting your uh, military, what you learned in the military to work up there, because it seems like it's getting a little wobbly. You know, the war room, we pride ourselves in being the, the, the hardest right you can get. And we want we want <laughs> we want to seal the border. We want massive budget cuts. And as you know, you got so many fans in, in this vast audience. Just tell us, give it, walk us through what's going to happen when you guys get back. Are we gonna? Are you gonna drop the hammer on folks?
4: Well, I talked to Chairman Comer right before we left to come back home for a quick break on Veterans Day weekend, and basically the subpoenas that he's now able to send. Which, to be clear, looking back on it now, I absolutely think that those subpoenas were being slow rolled intentionally. Um, now that we have new leadership, having those go out and really the information that's going to be brought forward to include information directly from Joe Biden's family on this public corruption case that we're basically working on, that's a huge deal, right? Um, unfortunately, you know, I heard recently that the speaker had stated that he didn't think that we had enough evidence yet to prosecute. I, I am going to disagree with that, and I think that this is going to bring forward the more um, juicy information, if you will, that we need to get some of our more moderate colleagues on board to basically bring forward the impeachment. So, I mean, this is probably going to take a little bit longer, but we are there, and I know it's really frustrating for people, especially because we don't have uh, the ability to bring forward punitive action yet, but I will say that there's some stuff that I'm personally working on, so we'll be making sure that you get that as soon as we release it.
1: We know you got to bounce, so just real quickly, you know, Biden, here's what I think is so frustrating, this kind of spitting in the face of veterans, spitting in the face of the military. Biden, who you've seen direct evidence took money from the Chinese Communist Party, because that hasn't been put out in a formal way, he's going to meet with Xi on, on Wednesday in San Francisco, in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. This would have never happened, it would have been impossible for him to have that meeting if this information would have come out. the Comer and Jordan and, and, and Johnson understand the magnitude of the failure here?
4: I think that they do. And I also think that, again, it feels like their hands were tied on some of these subpoenas, to be quite honest with you. Uh, they should have gone out as soon as we took the 118th Congress. I don't know why they didn't. But the fact is, is that we do have new leadership and that does make a difference, especially on the subpoenas. So we're very happy that they are out and I look forward to seeing what they bring forward.
1: Congressman, you're going to be out and about today. Is there anywhere, any place that people can, uh, can catch you throughout the day, social media? W- w- how do people uh, find you?
4: Yeah, so we're actually going to be over at Bay Pines uh, for the Veterans Day ceremony, and then we're going to be popping in at a few more across the district. So if you're in Pinellas County, come over to Bay Pines, and then we'll see you there.
1: Congressman Anna Polina Luna, thank you so much for taking time away today to join us. Really appreciate it.
4: Thank you, Steve. Happy Veterans Day.
1: Thank you. Uh she's a that's a veteran uh husband and wife too. Couple. Um let me go back to Jack. I'm gonna get to Tasha. So we're doing Veterans Day, we're gonna have all veterans talk about their experience, how to help them, what they learned and how, how they brought it back to not just serving their country then, but serving the country today. Uh other big news uh so uh Dr. Taylor Marshall is gonna join us in the second hour. He's actually talk to Bishop Strickland today. Jack, the timing of this could not be worse. Because Strickland is a, is a, is a, is a foundational elemental uh, part of the traditional Catholic movement. And now in Riyadh this morning, you had, uh, you had the Arabs, the Arab League meeting. You had all the Arab nations, Egypt, all the Bedouins, uh, Gulf Emirates, all of them. Plus you had Erdogan and the Turks were there. And wait for it, the Persians showed up. The president of Iran, the Persians were there, all united uh And Erdogan said, "Jerusalem and I quote, Jerusalem is our red line. Jack, I got a minute I want to hold you over what is what does that mean is this is this as I've been saying you can see the beginning of a modern holy war here
3: Steve, I, I called this out last week, and I explained what Erdogan was up to. Erdogan, of course, went and took the church of the Hagia Sophia. He reconverted it back into a mosque, covering up the photos of Christ, covering up the, the artwork, not the photos, the artwork and the mosaics of the Holy Mother and of Christ himself. Uh, Erdogan has called for the rise of the Ummah, the Muslim world, the Islamic world, and not just in the Middle East, but across Europe and across America to rise together and to fight as one, and essentially positioning himself as a new leader of
1: the new caliphate. The Ottoman Turks uh, come back and revisit us to rise as one and unite. That is the word at a Riyadh today. Of course, the word at a Rome is let's forcibly remove. Uh, the most conservative Catholic bishop in the United States of America, Bishop Strickland A Tyler. That's what we're dealing with, folks, here in the war room. Got a packed show today on uh, Veterans Day, the 11th of November in the year of our Lord 2023. Back in one moment. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. Code Steve, take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Get the benefits of the sale.
0: Here's your host,
1: Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Jack. I put it in perspective. We got a lot going on in Spain and Poland. Um, actually, in London too, uh, when they're the commemorating um, Remembrance Day there. A uh, little controversy over there. Of course, New York City last night, Grand Central Station, Columbus Circle. Uh, I think the New York Times got hit again. Walk me through, how important is this, uh, this Arab League meeting, emergency meeting they called in Riyadh, you got the Turks, the Arabs, and the Persians all show up and they say, our focus is to unite, and it's not against Israel. They said the problem here is the United States of America, and, and that includes a, a ton of people that have been taking a lot of money and, uh, and have a lot of troops that have protected them, American troops that have protected them, Jack Posobiec. Yeah,
3: Steve, so I actually flew in from Istanbul last night back to D.C. Uh, we were on assignment all last week. And hold it. When yo, you go yo
1: dude, dude, hold it, hold it. Stop, 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 stop. Istanbul, Constantinople. Let's get this, oh, dude. One day, it's Steve. not Hamas, one it's Muslim day. Brotherhood. It's one not day. the Iranians, it's the Persians. Hold, one day. One we, day. Win. It's we win when, you're, when you're we're hammer, to don't don't in don't Hagia wa- Sophia hey, don't. again.
3: When we are receiving communion in Hagia Sophia again, and we will receive communion in the Hagia Sophia again one day when we win. So how about you take that and shove it, Erdogan? But I'm saying, Steve, all around the city, he's got these posters up because it's the 100-year commemoration of Ataturk's victory in what they call the Turkish War of Independence. So he's got all these flags up, Ataturk, all over the place. Uh, And of course, every time they refer to it, it's Hagia Sophia Mosque, Hagia Sophia Mosque, right? That is an occupied church. So I'd love to say to Erdogan, if you want to talk about decolonization, if you want to talk about occupied land, let's talk about a little thing called Byzantium. Let's talk about a little thing called Constantinople. Let's talk about the Hagia Sophia. How about you give us our church back when we go in there and we're going to make sure, we're going to make sure that we get our church back. And I'm just just—I'm just not even, that's not a threat, that's not a warning, that's a fact.
1: Amen. I mean, uh, th- this is outrageous. Also, his speech in front of, what, 500,000 to a million Turks in Constantinople last week was... Uh, he said this is the crescent versus the cross, right? I mean, he's throwing down hard. I don't know why people aren't talking about it. Yeah, well, okay, okay the last time the he media wr- in Europe, the last time the, the, 000, the last time the
3: 500,000, the last time the 500,000 Turks rolled up, we came to a little thing. Let's talk about Vienna. You want to talk about Vienna? Let's go 1683. Let's talk about Lepanto. We can go down the list. We can go down the list every time the Turks tried to roll, we can go down and we'll smack them back every single time and it's never going to win. I said this last, look, Steve. I said this last week, the church, the Christians, Western Christian must remember Christendom. We must remember the word of Christendom and what that means. We are the Christian West. It was the Christian West that grew Western civilization into what Amen. it became when Western <clears throat> civilization Amen. became the absolute leader of the entire world world, the most advanced civilization humanity has ever seen, and it is through Western uh, Christianity and the Christian West that the United States of America was born. Now, it is through the dilution of this, the weakening of the Western church, the weakening of Western Christianity, that all of our traditions, all of our standards, all of our country, our moral core, everything has been destroyed. And that's (laughs) why they've been attacking this since the 1960s. What did they attack first, Steve? They tried to get God out of the public square. You think this is happening by accident? No. It's been a plan, and it's been an agenda all along.
1: Okay, look, they're saying, oh, you know, uh, uh, Posobiec's one of these right-wing Polish Catholics, abandoned some, you know, yes. nutcase Christian nationalists. The enemy gets Absolutely. a vote here. We've just been telling you what's going to happen. They laughed at us last week when I said, hey, you're going to see it coming together, of the Turks, the Arabs, and the Persians. And, they, oh, that's impossible. The Iranians and the Saudis are fighting. In Riyadh today, baby, they're all there. And and, and, and a, the Associated Press and mainstream media is like shocked. The Iranians showed up. No, the Persians are coming. The Turks are coming. The only thing they're fighting about internally is uh, is the Ottoman Empire going to going to take over the two holy sites? That's what Erdogan wants. Erdogan wants a complete a reestablishment of the Caliphate out of out of uh, he calls it Istanbul. We refer to it as Constantinople. So th- they get a vote. It's is what they're doing. Occupied People have to wake up and see what's going on here. They have, to, they, have to, they have to wake up and see what's going on here. Jack, in Poland today, and I realize I think it's Independence Day, but it's a big activity there, and in Spain. Uh, give me, tell me yeah. how, what's the counter reaction to, particularly in Spain, where the, where the Spanish are saying, hey, they're walking around with hundreds of thousands of people saying we're a Christian nation, not a Muslim nation. And, you know, the Vox guy attempted assassination the other day. Um, walk me through what's happening in Europe look you've
3: got you've got of course in in Poland today is Polish Independence Day uh, 105 years of Polish independence following the end of World War one the rebirth of the Polish nation uh, that of course coincides with so you've got hundreds of thousands of nationalists and Patriots all across the country that are marching that coincides with Remembrance Day in the UK which of course the pro-palestinians the Muslim protesters are trying to break uh, one of the UK's sacred traditions is holding a moment moment of silence on the 11th day at the 11th hour of the 11th month and so they're trying to disrupt that moment of silence for those who died in the name of the nation then in Spain you've also got nationalists that are marching in the streets that are popping off against the socialist coup that's going on right now steve what they're trying to do is release from prison so that the communist parties can then join in a coalition with the socialist parties and take over the government of Spain. So they're throwing the law out the window. They're throwing the, the Spanish constitution out the window. This is a full-on takeover of the Spanish Republic. Uh, this is something that hasn't been seen, honestly, since, Steve, yep. since 1936 in Spain. So this yep. is what's going on. The nationalists, the patriots are saying no yep. more, no mas. You've got globalists like Pope Francis. Klaus Schwab and all of their allies yeah. that are cracking down on one side. You've got the Muslims with Erdogan on the other side. And Steve Gaddafi explained this. Gaddafi explained this all the way back in 2009. He said, Europe cannot be taken by force of arms, but Europe can be taken by force immigration and invasion we uh, must understand this as a hybrid war the same way the poles explain this the same way tarczynski explained this they're using hybrid warfare against the u.s. as well on the southern border once we understand this This is is an agenda this is an act of war against the united states we can
1: respond appropriately it's 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 the other front 10 million invaders they're sending They're sending ten and twenty combat divisions a month, folks mm-hmm. uh last thing jack uh before I let you go when they when they again had protests or these mini riots in New York last night with the with the Palestine, which is all sharia supremacist that's what's happening in riyadh Sh- this is Sharia supremacism. just remember that. You may not like that, and the Western intellectuals may not like that, and the White House may not like that, and the Uniparty may like that, that. But the enemy gets a vote here. They actually get to say what this is about, okay? People got to understand that. They're going to Columbus Circle all the time. Is, is, is uh, Christopher Columbus Jewish? I don't think so, right? Was the Spanish Empire that sent him over here Jewish? I don't think so. They're going to Columbus Circle with these protests for a reason, this is against the West. Let me underline that. The West. That would be you. Well, Stephen, remember is what about Christopher Israel, Columbus... It's not simply about the Jews. Go ahead, brother. You got to remember yep.
3: also the connection of Christopher Columbus and the Spanish <laughs> Empire to 1492. 1492 was not just the year that Columbus came and discovered America. Christopher was only given the coin by the Spanish king and queen, Ferdinand and Isabella, because of the battle of Grenada, the successful battle of Grenada, and the expulsion of the Moors, the Muslims, from Spain after 500 years of (laughs) rule. This is what the Reconquista—so there's a reason they're targeting Christopher Columbus. It's not just about Christopher Columbus, the man. It's about the clash of civilizations. They want to overturn the Reconquista, and they don't view it as just uh, Spain or one nation. Nation, they view it as all of Western Christendom, whether you they're, like it or not. That is what
1: they believe. Amen. And that is what they see. So there's whether a reason they're like targeting Christendom. Whether you Columbus. like it or not. Yeah. What, will you, whether you like it or not, they couldn't be clearer what they're telling you. See, take what the French poet said. Your first obligation is to see what you see.
3: I'll tell you what they what you told see? us down at Guantanamo Man. Bay every single day for the year I spent there. And this is exactly what they talked about day in, day out. Islam will conquer the world. This is what they told us. I served down at Guantanamo Bay for a year in the interrogation cell. Uh, this is, it, is, it is clear as day what they believe. And they have something that the West does not have, Steve. They have moral clarity in their convictions. They have the moral clarity in jihad. They have the moral clarity in taking over the West. They do not serve the same God that we serve. They serve Allah, which is a totally different, they serve jihad, a totally different set than we do. But I'll tell you, Steve, as someone who's actually been there, who someone's actually faced them, Locked eyes with these guys. This is what their most radical leaders believe, and it's what they believe down to their bones. Whereas we in the United States, we throughout the West, we, don't, we can't even agree on an ideology. We can't even agree on, hey, you know, what time of day it, it is or, you know, what color you're, somebody you're, should hey, wear or what, you're, you're, you know, you're, what you're, genders, etc. Your et
1: we got moral clarity here. here we got that. moral clarity here. Your, your, your Christendom just fired, just removed... Bishop Strickland in Tyler, Texas, the most conservative bishop in the country. Jack, uh, uh, brother, uh, where do people get to you all weekend? Because I know you're going to be up on Twitter and other social media uh, putting out the news like you always do. Where do we go? Yeah, you want to talk
3: about my moral clarity? I'll tell you my moral clarity. Altar and throne. Altar and throne is my moral clarity. How about that? You can come follow me. We're going to be at Human Events. We're going to be broadcasting all weekend. Follow me, of course, social media, at Jack Posobiec. We're on We're on all the place. And remember, folks, remember that word, Christendom. Christendom. That is the foundation of the West. And if we can embrace that once more, then we can remember what it truly means to be Westerners and to stand up for our own civilization. There's only room for one flag in our countries. There's only room for one ideology,
1: and that is ours. Jack Posobiec, we need more old-school polls like yourself right now in this battle. Short commercial break. Thanks, Jack. Yes. Yes. Follow Posobiec during the day. From Blackhawk Down, Minstrel Boy, fabulous rendition, arrangement. We're going to take a short break. Tej Gill, Captain Mo Bannon, Abe Hamaday, Sean Parnell, all next in the war room. Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day. I wouldn't want to live without it. This is nutrition the way nature intended. I get way more energy. My skin looks better. It helps with my digestion. I just feel better and healthier overall. That's how I knew Field of Greens was working for me. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. And with flu season here... I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy, not some vaccine. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money-back guarantee. I got you 15% off your first order and free rush shipping. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Do it today. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to be getting a lot of folks in that are going to uh, Veterans Day commemorations throughout the nation. We're bringing Abe Hamaday, Captain Abe Hamaday, um, United States Army, uh, running for Congress. Abe, you're actually the legitimate... Uh, Attorney General of the state of Arizona, but I don't want to get into that now. That's a, that's a fight we can have another day, because absolutely, and if you had Hamideh in there, right now they're going after the electors. We told you that Arizona, which has got such a radical regime there, was going to get into all this, and they're getting this, they're going to get the 14th Amendment, the whole thing's coming. Uh, Captain Hameday, But I want to ask you, because you've served what we call in the region, you were in Saudi Arabia, you see what's happening now, is is what you see out of the Biden regime uh, reinforce your beliefs as a veteran that your time and service over there is well spent, or do you think we need a return of Donald J. Trump's policies?
5: Steve, well, I actually served overseas in Saudi Arabia under both President Trump and Biden, and the differences couldn't be clearer. When I was over there, we saw the Abraham Accords ushering in peace in the Middle East, And what when Biden took office, one of the first things he did actually was delist the Yemen Houthi rebels as a terrorist organization who are still firing missiles at us. And so that's where the biggest difference is that President Trump has put America first. He's put the world in a safer spot. And President Biden right now, what he's done is created chaos and misery all over the world. So it's pretty clear when I was serving over there, the world respected President Trump And right now, what you're seeing is this power vacuum all across the Middle East, which has really emboldened Iran and emboldened all these terrorist groups right now to go after. Our, our allies, but also American troops. I mean, our American troops are under attack like we've never seen before in the region. Versus when President Trump was there, so many of the success in the Middle East was because of his quick decision making. He killed Qasem Soleimani on the battlefield against the advice of so many people and against some of our allies as well. So that's the type of leadership we need right now, somebody who's relentless, somebody who knows you know, how to deal with some not so nice people around the world. But everybody's walking all over President Biden right now, and the whole world sees our weakness.
1: It's an area of the world that respects strength. Did they respect Trump's strength?
5: Absolutely. And actually, you know, when Saudi Arabia, that was his first country he visited as president, Steve. So, you know, he showed he showed the kindness of the United States as well because, you know, you have to lead with strength, but you also have to ne- be able to negotiate with people. Some people who are, you know, you negotiate with folks not always who are your friends and not who always align with your interests. And that's something that they understood. That President Trump was a deal maker, but he also understood you know, he meant what he said, and when he followed through with his actions, the whole world was on notice. That's why you saw North Korea. Remember that the time they were talking about starting World War III if President Trump got in there with North Korea or moving the embassy to Jerusalem, but he did it because, you know, he's an outsider. Nobody else had the courage to do what President Trump did in those four years as president.
1: Abe, uh, you're running in 2024. Uh, you've seen these uh, these debates with the Keebler elves. They're trying to push another debate. The, the audience has now been cut in half. The audience was only two thirds of what it was when Trump for the first one, when Trump was there. So they took two thirds. Now they're cutting it by half every time. Uh, give us your assessment. W- what needs to happen in this presidential race right now in order to make sure the down ticket that we I- add to the House and take the Senate?
5: Well, I think you're exactly right. I mean, we have to unify behind President Trump. That's why I was honored to endorse him the moment he entered this race last November. But what you're seeing is in these debates, pretty soon all these candidates aren't even gonna make the main debate stage. They're polling, basically, less than double digits. You know, it's it's the Republican Party right now has become so weakened. And that's why President Trump, he's fighting not only the Republican establishment, but look at what he's fighting, all of these institutions and the courts. He's fighting the media. And what he needs now more than ever, it, are people in Congress like Carrie Lake and myself in the Senate and the Congress to fight like hell, like how he's been fighting for our country. What President Trump has shown us is you have to be relentless with your enemies. And that's why, you know, for us, you know, we just filed another election lawsuit this week, Steve, because I'm worried in 2024 they're going to try rigging the election again. And if there's not accountability right now, we have to keep putting pressure on them because, you know, everybody is on notice, at least here in Arizona, and, you know, we can't let up. And that's why Carrie Lake has continued her election lawsuit. I'm continuing my election lawsuit because all of this ties in to it. It's a multidimensional war that we're fighting, and President Trump has really shown Republicans and Americans how to be relentless and fearless despite all of the odds, whether they sanction us, whether they try to jail you. I mean, President Trump is really, he's the embodiment of the American people. That's why they're going after him so aggressively with all of these indictments. What they're trying to do is take down the American people, and they're using Trump as an example. And he needs allies, and he needs backup in Congress.
1: Uh, what courage, courage is contagious. This is the kind of guy Abe Hamadeh is. He endorsed President Trump, and remember, this audience remembers those kind of dark days right after the midterm election. As soon as President Trump got in, Abe Hamadeh was one of the first guys to endorse him. And guess what? Kerry Lake endorsed Abe Hamadeh right out of the box. Captain Hommade, uh your website, uh, to find out more about the campaign, particularly social media, so people can find out where you are out and about today on Veterans Day in Arizona.
5: Thanks, Steve. They can go to Abe4AZ.com, Abe4AZ.com, and they can follow me on Truth, Twitter, Getter, at Abraham Hamaday. Uh,
1: Captain Hamaday, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here, brother. Thank you, Steve. A lot of the folks today, we're gonna, you know, uh, Poso was in China for a long time. He's also at Gitmo as one of the interrogators. Um, Abe was in Saudi Arabia. We're going to have a lot of folks, Joe Kent. We're going to have a lot of people on today, Sean Parnell um captain bannon uh who all serve what we call in the region from iraq afghanistan all over the place syria Uh want to go now to tej gill our co-host for the day tej uh honored to have you back first off you spent you did 16 tours between being a navy seal and a in uh, a contractor is that right 16 tours
2: yeah that's right Steve. How,
1: how how dangerous a neighborhood is uh iraq afghanistan that entire part of the middle east
2: it's on fire. It's, it's always been dangerous. It um, hasn't cooled down. And now, now with this thing going on with Israel and Hamas and Gaza, it, it's, it's gonna explode if we keep going the way it's going. Iraq's gonna be involved in it. Iran's gonna be involved in it. Um, Turkey, who, I mean, who knows? It's, 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 it's a pressure cooker, put it that way.
1: When you, when you hear that in Riyadh, they call an emergency meeting of the Arab League, and, uh, and as much as they have discontent among each other, because remember, they, they, they all hate each other too. When you have the Turks show up, you have Erdogan, you have Egypt show up, you have all the Bedouins show up, all the Gulf Emirates, and Persia shows up with one of their senior guys, and they say, our, our key thing here is we must unite. And oh, by the way, Erdogan, who wants the return of the Ottoman uh, Turk caliphate, says Jerusalem is the red line. How do you as a
2: as a as a combat veteran how do you take that? It's basically unwinding everything that Trump did and we did. Uh if the whole region unites against the West and Israel then it's going to it's going to be bad. It, I mean, look Trump, Trump had Israel and Saudi in this Abraham Peace Accord Everything is going good. And now the whole entire region is on fire. We got troops that are possibly going to go into Israel. The whole, the whole place is unstable right now. It's, it's a bad situation. Yeah. And it's, it, can, it can potentially get really, really bad and really ugly fast.
1: How concerned are you about the, the front of the uh, of the southern border of the United States, having been a SEAL and also be in law enforcement or in... A security contracting how uh how, how concerned are you that there are 10 million illegal alien invaders have come here in the last three years sir and are currently in the united states
2: well i'm very concerned uh there's people from all over the planet terrorists coming across completely unchecked and we have sleeper cells throughout our country that can be activated they're it's not just the from Hamas. We have Iranians here, Iraqis here. We have Chinese infiltrators, and you have the Chinese weapons, chemical weapons coming through, which is fentanyl, which is the number one killer of Americans right now. I actually drove the entire border from the Gulf of Mexico to Tucson, I think, in 2016, 2017. Eric Prince and a couple of guys, and I drove it, and I had no idea what was going on down there. It's it's basically like the Afghanistan Pakistan border. It's wide open, and there's people coming north. the 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 drug cartels are coming north with guns. They're human trafficking, and then we have uh, cash and our guns going south into Mexico, and it's it's being completely unregulated, unchecked, and it's wide open. And our government knows about it, and they do nothing about it.
1: Another pressure cooker, Tage. Uh, another pressure cooker, man. The depot. It's going to be a nightmare here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tage, we've been working to refine, and we're ready to launch today. the uh, the, the the Warpath Coffee site with War Room Mariners Blend, That's right. and I, I want to thank you for being patient to get this. I'm a dark roast. By the way, we've got all kind of roast, all kind of specials, but particularly the dark roast is uh gets me jacked up early in the morning. Uh it's fantastic. Tell tell people about Warpath and where can we go? Where can our audience go get the Warpath coffee?
2: Yeah, uh Warpath Coffee, it's our coffee company. I run it, I founded it. The coffee is incredible. It's super smooth. It's it's not bitter or acidic at all. You can get it on warpath.coffee. That's the website. It's warpath.coffee. And if you use promo code war room, we're doing a 15% sale this weekend and the war room code will always be live, but this weekend it's 15% off. So for all the posse, go ahead and get your coffee. It's the best coffee you will drink. Like you can look at our reviews on the site. People love the coffee.
1: No, here's the the beauty of it. In uh, every type, even the mild, uh, and even the 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 middle blends, the uh, you, the the working with the roasters and everybody to make sure to take the acid out. I'm a big dark roast coffee drinker, and as people know, the reason a lot of people don't like dark roast, it's sick. This is the smoothest thing you will ever drink a uh, drink. Warpathcoffee.com. Of course, you got the war room, you can get 15% off by using the war room promo code. But go to Warpath Coffee, you also got birch and other things also. Tage, hang on. You're going to co-host with me for the, for the uh, entire okay. morning. Just hang over a second. I got somebody that's under pressure. I know we've got to bounce. Captain Bannon, uh, give me your assessment. You were in Iraq with the 101st. Give me your assessment of how you see what's happening in the world today, all the good that you guys did over there. Uh, is that coming unwound?
6: Well, first off, thank you for having me on. And, yes, it is alarming to see it is coming unwound. And the fact that all the good that we did over there – you know, we could potentially have we've had U.S. troops back in Iraq since I left in 2011. And like Tej said, you know, we we could it's a pressure cooker. We could see more and more military personnel over in the Middle East, you know, very shortly.
1: Mo, talk about that, because you guys were pulled out at at the spur of the moment because Biden couldn't get a a status of forces agreement with the Iraqis. But give—we got about a minute here. Give me. Uh, the, people forgot that we got a couple of bases spread all over Iraq and Syria. Those are taking incoming from the Persians right now. How dangerous is that for those troops out there?
6: It's extremely dangerous. You know, their lives are constantly, constantly at risk. And as we saw with the White House, and this isn't with regards to Iraq, but the White House posting on social media, you know, pictures of U.S. troops. You know we're putting their lives at risk on a daily basis especially with offsec and and you know we need to watch out for that because this is a pressure cooker like it has been said this morning and it can only get worse
1: okay short commercial break tase is going to stay with us mo's going to stay with us we got joe kent sean parnell pretty packed this morning on a um, veterans day 2023 the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month the guns went silent In 1918, they thought it was the end of the Great War, the war to end all wars. Didn't quite work out like that, did it? about why, next? For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jase Medical and get your Jase case today. Action, action, action.
2: Here's your host,
1: Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we have Petty Officer 2nd Class. Uh, Tej Gilwith is Captain Maureen Bannon from the 101st. we got Captain Sean Parnell from 10th Mountain. And Chief Warrant Officer uh, Joe Kent uh, joins us uh, now. I, I, I want to thank the guys at Birch Gold. Remember, she, and this is this is a disgrace to this country. This is what Kevin McCarthy did. By holding back Jordan, by holding back Comer to get those, as Anna Paulina Luna started the show off today, instead of sending those uh, subpoenas at the very beginning, back in January and February, if he had done that, it'd be impossible for Biden to meet with she. This is a disgrace, and this is because of the weaknesses, because of the Sequoia Capital connection, McCarthy, the corruption, taking money from the CCP, flat out. This is why Bi- Biden would never have been able to meet with Xi, who's he's on the payroll of the CCP, would never, if, the, if all the evidence had been put out, and forget an impeachment process or whatever. I'm talking about the evidence put out in hearings and the public in a formal place to adjudicate. We would not be in the situation where we're going to be – she's coming over so we can bail him out financially. At the same time, they're in back of this uh, war that's starting as a war for the Eurasian landmass with their partners in Moscow, the KGB, in the Mullahs in Persia, in Tehran, and now the Gulf Emirates. Yeah, I don't believe Matt Gates. Is I really respect Matt Gates on this one? I do not believe because the the Arabs hang out in Belgravia uh, in in the west end of London, own all the big homes and party and drink and you know do whatever they do there. A lot of nefarious activity that they no 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 no. This is full on Turkey, Persia, Egypt, ancient civilizations plus the Bedouins. Throw them in for good good. Uh, Good work. And I want to thank Birch Gold, uh, and particularly now this Newsweek story. Newsweek tells you the Chinese Communist Party has been buying. They're the ones in back of the buying of the gold by the bricks. They bought 25% of the gold of these central banks in 22 and 23. Go to birchgold.com right now and ask why. Just ask the question, why are they buying gold, and why is our Federal Reserve working on a central bank digital currency? What's the disconnect? Chief Warrant Officer Joe Kent, uh, brother, I think you 12, 13, 14 tours in the region uh, in combat all the time. Your wife gave her life to this country, for her country in Syria. Uh, your assessment of all the hard work you did and, and Petty Officer Tage Gill did and Captain Sean Parnell, and Captain Bannon and all the heroes we got buried in sec- segments, Section 60 over Arlington National Cemetery and every national cemetery in this country. Is that work being uh, turned over by this weak Biden regime who we don't even know what side they're playing for? As you see, the Arabs now uh, in the Arab summit all come together today in Riyadh, sir.
7: It is 100%, Steve. But I think we also have to reflect on the fact that we were just lied to in the global war on terror. and We had to go to war after what happened with 9-11. But immediately after our initial attacks in Afghanistan, we let the neocons take over and we launched these horrible regime change wars. And ever since then, there's been nothing but disaster in the region. President Trump came in and he actually made us strong here at home, which was his starting point, made us a net exporter of energy. And that allowed us to take a different approach in the Middle East that we didn't need to be over there building up these fake governments. We didn't need to go hat in hand to OPEC to beg for oil. We could approach that position, uh, we could approach that region from a position of strength. Since Biden's been back on the world stage as the so-called world leader, we've seen nothing but weakness, the withdrawal in Afghanistan, killing off U.S. energy independence so that we have to go back and go hat in hand to OPEC. We can allow China to exert pressure over us by undermining the U.S. petrodollar. We're in an extremely weak position right now. And the thing is, we're on every side of this deal. Our troops are under fire in Iraq and in Syria right now. They should have been out of there under the Trump administration, My Wife was killed a month after Trump attempted to get our troops out the first time, but the bureaucratic state, the administrative state, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, turned against him, worked against the will of the American people, left our troops there. Where they remain to this day, they're being shot at by Shia militias that are funded 100 percent by the Iraqi government and who funds the Iraqi government. We do. Our allies in Israel are at war right now with Hamas terrorists. Where Where's the leadership of the Hamas terrorists? Are they sitting in Gaza? No, they're sitting in Qatar, right down the street from a US military base. Their leaders are actually directing shots and calling shots from Doha, Qatar, from, you know, the Ritz-Carlton, the best hotels there, funded by a lot. A lot of it is funded by the U.S. taxpayer. So we are in an extremely weak position right now. And Biden has us exposed on every level. We've already talked about the exposure we have from the southern border. So we're on the cusp of World War III on multiple fronts with a wide open southern border and absolutely incompetent leadership in the White House.
1: And the the Hamas leaders in in Qatar are sitting on $10 billion of personal net worth. We're underwriting, and they're, they're some of the richest guys in the region sitting on $10 billion, a handful of them. They've, this is how much money's flown through the money laundering operation. Joe, but you're running, you've already announced, again, that you're running for Congress to serve your country. Your constituents, you, you come from one of the most patriotic, hardworking places in the country. What's their assessment of the southern border, our debt, this entire fiasco we've gotten ourselves in? What, what are they telling you?
7: You know, I think even Americans who don't follow politics every single day, like we do here, you know, in the war room, they understand that things are not right. They know that eight, nine thousand dollars of their annual income is being stolen due to inflation. They wonder what happened to the, the energy independence that we once had. The wide open southern border, and for that matter, the northern border up here in Washington State, wide open, the fentanyl is being pumped into our district, into our state. Washington state's leading the country. In fentanyl deaths right now. If you talk to any law enforcement officer, they will tell you it is all coming from our wide open southern border. So people know that things are not right. They understand what's happening on the world stage. They're, they're asking why we're getting sucked back into the Middle East once more. And the crazy thing is, every single Democrat supports these escalations. My opponent supports these escalations. And at the same time, in order to protect abortion and transgender surgeries, she votes to defund the VA. So people understand that we are in a very dangerous position right now, and we have absolutely incompetent and malicious leadership coming from the Democrat Party.
1: Malicious, uh, Chief Warren Officer Joe Kent. Where do we uh, where do we go to uh, Where do we go to get uh, information about you and your social media?
7: Okay, please go to joekentforcongress.com. The posse's gotten me uh, this far. Needs your help to get me across the finish line here in twenty four. joekentforcongress.com. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated.
1: Are you up, where do people find you today on Veteran's Day?
7: I'll well, actually be up at the uh, Veterans Cemetery, the Veterans Memorial, up in uh, Kent, Washington.
1: Joe Kent, thank you. Everybody go to social media, go to his website, check it out. Fine situation we're in, right? 20 years of, uh, of combat, $9 trillion, $7 trillion in Iraq, $2 trillion in Afghanistan. I don't know, 8,000 dead. That's just, that's the military. Not even count the contractors. 50,000 casualties, PTSD everywhere, veterans living in the street, 20 suicides a day. It's a fine, and we're back into it again. That's the leadership of this nation, ladies and gentlemen. Short commercial break, back in the war room for the second hour of our Veterans Day special. Debt. You go to bed thinking about it, you wake up thinking about it. Now here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done With Debt is your lifeline. Done With Debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done With Debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done With Debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time-sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer.